Welcome back, everybody. It's Stephen Young, another episode of Follow Me to Millions podcast. And today I am here to talk about the difference between the stock market versus the real estate market. Now, for me, I've always struggled with, you know, am I missing out on something in the stock market? If you cut me open, I'm real estate through and through. I've always been real estate ever since I was a young boy, but like really I got into around 26 years old. Now, at the time, I was still doing very, very small investments into the stock market because I had this FOMO, right? I had this fear of missing out. And everyone's like, if you're an investor, you really need to be in the stock market. I understand a lot of people talk about the stock market and where they think the appreciation goes and over time, it's a better investment. But for me, it was really one and the same. I found that the stock market real estate had so many similarities that I just decided to go full on into the real estate market. Now, when it gets down to it, it really depends on your comfort level. So for me, the biggest drawback to the real estate was that it was illiquid. So it was very difficult to get your money back in a quick manner. So if you need your money tomorrow, it's just not possible if you've purchased something because then you have to sell it and then it takes time. So that was the one big drawback for me. So in, in terms of the stock market, you can get your money back much quicker. My big issue with the stock market was when I first got into it when I was 26 years, I had very little money. And so like my investments were quite small. So I'd be buying, literally buying like $20 for the stocks or $100 for the stocks, whatever I could sort of like gather up. Now, when I came to real estate, you needed more money, of course, to get started. But I had a huge leverage in terms of what you could actually control. So my first investment, I scraped together $5,000, but I was controlling an investment that was worth $220,000. That's the beauty of real estate, and that's why I've always loved real estate, and that's why I always recommend real estate if you're starting out and growing and you want to get to a certain point in life. If you want to be a millionaire, it's almost a guaranteed route to get there is through real estate because you can control a very large asset with very small amounts of money. Now, if I put 5000 into the stock market, I would have only had $5,000. That's how it works. It's dollar for dollar. You don't have leverage. So one people, the main problem with a lot of my students, investor clients, and people who sort of argue against this um, the stock market is that the debt is the big scary thing in real estate. Now, done properly, debt is the best thing you can do in real estate because the banks are very happy to give you money to buy any real estate for the most part. But at the end of the day, they would never give you a penny to invest in their own company. So if you went to a mortgage provider and you said, look, I need $400,000 for a $500,000 property, they're more than happy most of the time to give you that money. But if you say, hey, look, I want to, uh, you know, I want a $400,000 loan. I want to invest it back into your bank and invest in the stock market. They won't give it to you. It's just, it's just not how it works. So for me, I always loved the idea of leverage and the fact that once you're controlling a larger asset, as it goes up in value and price, then you actually get... Uh, more appreciation of your money and it's an exponential growth. Now there are limitations to this to the real estate market in terms of like scalability and that's sort of the what holds back a lot of big investors. So commercial investors, institutional investors, they the only way to get uh, grow larger in real estate is through commercial real estate. Um, no one worth their salt would ever buy up every single family property. However, Blackstone is trying to like do that now in 2022, but uh, for the most part, 99.99% of all institutional investors are in commercial real estate, which is multifamily, it's industrial, large-scale projects. And that's the only way to do it. So that, that takes a lot of people out of the market. A lot of small real estate investors can't make that jump from single-family to commercial. And that what holds a lot of people back. So there's a bit of a cap, there's a bit of a ceiling when it comes to real estate, whereas the scalability of the stock market 
as long as you could find a way to increase your holdings or increase the amount of uh, money you have to invest into, there's no, really no limitation to what you can invest in. So I have a very quick case study and it, it kind of helps me out because I've always struggled with should I go with stock market or should we go with real estate? Some people say just do both. But for me, I had to focus on one because that's the best way that I've always done something. If I could focus in on one thing, I'm always better at it. So I've always sort of like leaned heavy onto real estate just because I love everything about it. Now, uh, I bought a property in 2018 as part of this case study today. We're going to use stock that I also owned in 2018 and we're sort of going to give a comparison. Uh, so there's a property in Ottawa. I paid uh, $274,900 for it. And uh, my down payment, so that down payment is what you have to put down for the banks to give you the balance of the mortgage. So that was back in 2018. I put down $107,429 uh, $107, for a property that I paid two seventy-four dollars for the property. So I had a balance of $167,000 worth of debt. Now that debt would be paid down by a tenant. So I bought the property, had to rent it out for $15.75 per month. The mortgage of 167 cost me, uh, it's about $1,281 about per month, which gives me a net amount of about $393 per month, is what, after all my expenses are paid, including fees and management fees and everything, I get about $393 per month, which equals about $4,720 per year. Um, so the tenant who pays down the mortgage each month, or like they give me money and then I pay the mortgage, but part of that money goes to something called principal. Most mortgages are made up of principal and interest. Uh, you can also get interest-free or interest-only loan, but for the most part, most people have a principal and interest component. So principal is generally much smaller in the beginning. And so you pay a little bit down uh, for the first sort of five years and then it sort of like exponentially grows from there. Now, that being said, uh, so they're paying down 3,521 per year. So the total uh, over four years was 18,000, almost $19,000 on the rent, on the cash flow, and about $15,000 paid down over four years. Um, now, the current value in 2022 of that property is approximately 400000 I think it's a bit higher, but I went conservative with this and give some easier numbers. So the appreciation or the, the, the value has increased from two seventy four dollars to four hundred. dollars It's about $126,000 of increase. So the total increase in four-year investment is $144,000 from what I bought it for what, and what I've accumulated over four years plus what I could sell it for today. So that gives approximate uh, increase of my investment of 107, about 134% return, which is about 33% per year. So that's the real estate side. That's why I love real estate. You have these very high returns. The equivalent stock is I took, uh, I own a company called RealCan, which is a real estate investment trust. And I have a money market account where I, if I need cash, I can pull it out right away. But if I don't need the cash, it sits there and, and generates me monthly income. Now, the reason why I chose this example specifically is they pay a monthly dividend. Now, why that's different is because a lot of stocks, they'll pay a dividend, but it's usually every three months, every quarter. And a lot of companies don't pay any dividend at all. And they just sort of say, hey, look, my, the company's going to be worth more down the road and you'll get appreciation in the stock. And that's for the most part uh, how most people invest in the stock market. They buy low and they sell high. That's the plan anyways. 
So for me, I wanted to give you a, a relatively apples to apples comparison. Uh, so in 2018, now I didn't own this many shares because I put the money into real estate, but had I taken the same amount of money, 107429 and put it into the stock market of RioCan, the stock was trading back then at $24.39. It would have given me 4,404 shares. Now that would have been $374 per month as a dividend, which is less than what I was getting or still am getting on the real estate side of things. Um, and then in terms of the dividend, that's $4,492 per year, right? So it's lower than uh, what I was getting on the real estate. And now if I took that stock and sold it today, its stock is trading at $20.62. It's actually a $4 loss over four years. So you're coming down by $4,400 per year approximately. So I actually would have had a net loss of $337 per year if I owned now. I, I know what everyone's saying, but you know, behind the camera and everyone's yelling at me through the screen saying, oh, well, there's way better stocks. You should have bought Bitcoin. I, I get it. There's a lot of different stocks I could have owned that would have gone up in value. The one big thing, I'm not selling this stocks that I have. Now, I don't have that much stock of RealCan, but I do have some of it. Now, I'm not selling my position, and that's the only way you would take a loss if you actually sold for a loss. So I'm not doing that, but I do generate that monthly cash flow, which is you know, it just, it's money that sits there. And as I need it, I deploy it back into a real estate investment, which is a shorter term investment. So here's the, for me, I think the big kicker. So, so you could get relatively same monthly money coming in, but you'd have to pick the right stock to go up. Whereas all my real estate has gone up over the last 20 years. It's all, there's nothing I've lost money on, which is, you know, knock on wood. Um, the debt is being paid down by somebody else. So it's not my, it's my, ultimately my responsibility, but I've never had a vacancy in all my properties for any more than a couple of months. So it's never really costing much money. Uh, and it comes down to it like if the only way to get the money out of the stock market is to sell your position. Now, with the beauty of a real estate is you could sell your position and get 100% of the profits back. Or you could do something that I do quite often, which is called uh, a refinance. And the refinancing, you pull out some of that equity that you have in the position. And it's a tax-free event. Whereas if you sold the stock or the real estate, you have to pay capital gains tax on any gain that you had. So for me, you know, real estate hands down has always been outperforming um, the stock market. So I've always struggled with, you know, I say go in the stock more in the stock, more real estate. But at the end of the day, I think real estate ultimately, it's just because everybody needs it. You don't need to own the stocks. You just don't. But you definitely need to live somewhere. So for me, ultimately, it's always going to be real estate. It's what I encourage people to do. It's what I recommend you do as well. And I hope you keep following us and subscribe to this channel and we'll keep going from there. All the best.